Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our first reading is from um, 1 Corinthians. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? How foolish! What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body as he is determined, and to each kind of seed he gives its own body. Not all flesh is the same. People have one kind of flesh, animals have another, birds another, and fish another. There are also heavenly bodies, and there are earthly bodies. But the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind, and the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. Our second reading is from the Gospel of John. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. You may be seated. Somewhere over the rainbow. It brings back memories. Yeah. You have your bulletins with you. I encourage you to have those out if you've got something to write with uh, so that you can jot down those notes, those memories, or maybe those nudges that the Spirit gives you this morning. Uh, It also has those scripture passages for this week as well as questions to reflect on uh, throughout this week. I'd ask that you would pray with me this morning. Gracious and almighty God, we come striving to hear your word. So God, speak as we are listening. And God, may the words that I speak no longer be my own, but but they be your words, your words for your people. And creator, God, break through all our lives and journey of hope with new opportunities, new life, and new power to do far more than we could ever imagine. In Jesus' name, amen. What is heaven? I hear, what is heaven? And the first thing that jumps into my head right away is Kevin Costner standing out in the middle of the field. Is heaven? No, 
This is Iowa. (laughs) But where is heaven? Because I'm assuming that it's not just in Iowa. But where is heaven? And what will we look like when we get there? Will we get there? I mean... We come up with this topic of heaven and I'm sure that those are some of the questions that you bring up and there's probably so many other questions as well that you think about. Ones that you've thought about to yourself from time to time and I wonder if there are other questions, not the ones that I had mentioned, but some of those other ones that you have wondered about and and so even if there are some of you that are in the sanctuary here today and you're, you're already on your phone and you're having a conversation back and forth with some of those that are watching online and, and for all of you who are watching online as you, as you share comments and say, all right, so what are those questions that you had about heaven? I encourage you to share those. The pearly gates, paradise, streets of gold, jasper walls, streets full of angels and others all worshiping God 24-7. And picturing the most beautiful day imaginable are all good ways to describe this place. Many would even call it home. And when I think of, and when I think that if if pressed on this issue, most of us would say that heaven or home is a place that we would like to be eventually. There's a gospel song that was written by uh, Pat Terry. It kind of goes this way. It says, They say that heaven's pretty And living here is too But if they said That I would have to choose Between the two I'd go home Going home Where I belong Home a place where we are loved, a place that we are welcomed and that we are cared for and that we are sheltered from the storms. That could describe a few different places. That could even describe this place, home. Well, as, as many of you are aware, we are still in the middle of this worship series of the journey to Oz, and we've already looked into the lives of the scarecrow, the tin man, and the lion, and all the things that they desire from a brain to a heart and even to a little courage, or noive, as he says. They desired something somewhat tangible, at least recognizable to, to those around them. We talked about these topics in light of theological study, personal faith, and even some insights into John Wesley and the beginning of Methodism. But today we turn our attention to Dorothy. She's faced with a couple of terrible storms in her life. Actually, the second comes because of the first. She's encountered by a woman who wants to take her little dog and doesn't understand the legal paperwork like her aunt and uncle do. She doesn't feel like anyone is listening to her and dreams of a place, dreams of a place that there is no more trouble and everything goes just the way she wants them to. This is a special place over the rainbow. This is a land that Dorothy longs for, a place where, where dreams come true. A perfect 
utopian place where everybody lives in harmony. Even though she finds out that's not necessarily the case in Oz either. But what a wonderful place this would be. And maybe we think the same way about heaven. Heaven is a perfect place, a promised land of love, joy, and peace. Well, Dorothy decides that her home is not the place to be. So she decides to run away. I seem to remember somebody else from the Bible who decided to run away too. Might have been caught in a big storm. Well, anyway, you know, a a kind man that she runs into convinces her to return home. Unfortunately, a tornado is hitting at that same time and Dorothy is caught up in it. A bump on the head and she is off to Oz. First stop, Munchkinland. It doesn't take her long to realize that, that she wants to go back home. But is told that she can't go back the way she came. She will need to go on a journey to Oz in order to find her way back home. I wonder if you feel the same way about your life on earth and the desire that you might have for heaven. How do you get there from here? Is there a a yellow brick road to follow? When, When we decide to begin the journey, who will we meet along the way? And what obstacles are waiting for us on our path? Jesus tells us in our gospel today that no one comes to the Father except through him. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And so we can truly say that we know the way. We know the yellow brick road. We just need to follow the guidance of the Spirit and follow the steps of Jesus. So what does that look like? What does that look like? I think if we look at the story of the Wizard of Oz, we can see Dorothy trying to get home and living the kind of life that God asks us to live. Think about it. It is not a life lived in isolation, but one lived out in relationships with others. Along her journey, she meets up with those three characters that we mentioned earlier, including the Munchkins, Glinda, and the great and powerful Oz himself. But it's in her interactions with those special three that we can see how we are to live our lives. I mean, Dorothy, she gets to know them. She listens to their issues and shows empathy towards them. Her heart jumps out to them, right where they are. Dorothy wants to help. So she invites them. Come along with me on my journey to Oz. Notice that she is not doing these things because she has to, but because she wants to. We talked about that in week two. She desires to build those relationships and sees the benefit of bringing these new friends with her to meet Oz, even though she's not 100% sure what actually lies ahead. I wonder if you see the parallels in your life to what I just shared. We are all called to share the love of God with everyone around us. Kind of as Savannah did in her 531 moment. 
We should desire to not only know God for ourselves, but then to be so excited about the relationship that we have with Jesus that we would want to invite everyone to come along on this journey of hope, right? Even if we're not 100% sure what lies ahead of us, we know what the destination will be. You may remember me talking about this, about the kingdom of God as being already and not yet. This means that while we, are, we long for the day when we are reunited in heaven, singing and worshiping God, that we are still participating in the kingdom of God right here and right now. Heaven is not yet that, that place that we long for, the one that Jesus describes as this, this huge house with many rooms. But heaven is also here and now. I mean, throughout the Gospel of Mark, we hear Jesus saying that the kingdom has come near. You see, through Jesus Christ, the kingdom has arrived here on earth. Our desire should be, as the prayer states, that the kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. I guess that means we have two homes. One that we live in right now and one that we long for. That place where we desire to be. I wonder at times what that moment will be like. That moment when I am face to face with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Will I be able to speak or like Isaiah just fall on my face? Unable to look at Jesus. Will I run and jump into his arms? I've got a picture. I know it's going to skip over the video, but that's all right. Uh, I've got a picture. Uh, Someone once painted a portrait called First Day in Heaven. And there it is. I would like to think that that would be my response to those words we long to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I mean, the joy, the knowing the longing to see someone that you have never seen before but know so well in your heart. That's what I want. Just like all the saints that have gone before us, I will rejoice in the very presence of God. Is that not what we are all longing for? Are we longing for home? This will be the time when all things will come into focus. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth about this when he wrote, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. Won't it be nice to finally understand fully all of the things from our life? I think we all have that list of questions. You may have them written down. Many of us probably have them in our heads. All those questions that we want to ask Jesus. Why this or why that? or How come this happened? We long for the day when everything will come into focus, when we will stand face to face with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We might even feel a little like Paul who, who seemed to be torn between this world and wanting to begin eternity. He said that to die is to gain, but he also knew that there was so much work to do right here. Yes, when that day comes, it will be wonderful. It will be glorious. 
It will be everything that you've hoped for and more. But there is still work to do here. Right now, we can't just sit back and long for the day when we reach heaven. God has called us for so much more than that. We are called to live our lives proclaiming the love that God has for us in our words and in our actions. We are called to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. We're called to invite others to join us on this journey of hope. Our desire should be to participate in and to build up the kingdom of God. This way more people will know about the love that God has for them. This is what it means to participate in the kingdom of God, which many will say is heaven. So it is true that that heaven or the kingdom of God is already and not yet. It is not only that place we're waiting for, but also the place that is right in front of us, that's right in front of you right now. Are you eagerly waiting? Are you longing for home, longing to see that glimpse of home? In the closing scenes of the movie, Dorothy is once again encountered by Glinda, the good witch of the north, who reminds her that she has always had the power to go home. This is something that resides within her. She just needed to work it out for herself. And so I think we'll go to that clip now, if you've got that. Help me? Can you help me? You don't need to be helped any longer. You've always had the power to go back to Kansas. I have. Then why didn't you tell her before? Because she wouldn't have believed me. She had to learn it for herself. What have you learned, Dorothy? Well, I think that it, that it wasn't enough just to want to see Uncle Henry and Auntie M. And it's that if I ever go looking for my heart's desire again, I won't look any further than my own backyard. Because if it isn't there... I never really lost it to begin with. Is that right? That's all it is. And think to yourself, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. She needed to work it out for herself. Sounds a little like Paul telling us to work out our salvation. Dorothy talks about missing home when she says that returning to her home wasn't just because she wanted to see her aunt and uncle. It was about looking for her heart's desire. She told her friends that if you ever go looking for certain things in your own backyard and didn't find them there, then you never really lost them to begin with. I think she's talking about the reasons we desire different things, many times for the wrong reasons. This guides us as we, ref- as we reflect on what we really desire, especially when we think of our concept of heaven. What are your desires? What truly are your desires? Are they the things of this world or are they the desires of God? Augustine once said, My heart will not find rest until it rests in thee. My heart will not find rest until it rests in thee. As we think about heaven, about home, about our resurrection, and how those relate to our concept 
of home. I wonder if that phrase rings true for you. Will your heart truly find rest outside of a relationship with God? Maybe you're beginning to understand anxious feelings and unrest in your soul. Could it be that you aren't fully resting in the arms of God? Could it be that that we're not resting fully in the arms of Jesus? Whether that those arms are wrapped around us like that image I shared with you earlier, or just resting in knowing the assurance of our salvation. Has your heart been strangely warmed today? Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, God, we know that we long for home. We long for that perfect place where we are face to face with you. But God, we also know that that if we are still here, that there is still work that you have for us. That we can participate in your kingdom here. That we can invite others to join us on this journey of hope. That we can all travel together down whatever roads it may be, whether it's a dirt road, a highway, or even a yellow brick road. God, that we can travel it together bringing as many people along as we can, sharing the love that you have for them and the love that you have for us. God, thank you for the message. Thank you for glimpses of home today. And we thank you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing. Man, what a wonderful song when we all get to heaven. Uh, man, it, 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 that is such a, a beautiful thought uh, and vision that we have within our, within our souls to know that that day is coming and that, and that we will be reunited with so many. And so as we get ready to go forth from this place, go knowing that, that God is the one that offers us this beautiful vision of heaven, this beautiful uh, vision of what it's going to be like when we all get there when we all celebrate and we all walk those streets of gold, those yellow brick road, right? When we share that time with one another. And so I encourage you to go, knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.